Ah, yes. The true start to the holiday season. Those bells got to go, man. <laughs> On today's podcast, uh, you'll hear me try and turn my theory into real life that any slow love song can be made into a Christmas song just by adding jingle bells. Uh, we had a fun round of how many drinks. Yes, we absolutely did. I liked her. Also talked about the Kellywood Christmas party coming up December 15th and what charity we can maybe help out with our Reba McIntyre jacket. Yes, indeed. And you can get it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. How many drinks have you had? Wood interviewed some people at a music festival and uh, just got a little bit of background on them. And now we listen back to that interview and we try and figure out how many drinks they have had. Right. People having a good time, having fun. We are now joined by Brian Riley, who seems to be the drunk whisperer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just because you're closer to the age of 21 that you have a better grasp on these things. Or it's a gift. I would say it's a gift. It's I like a superpower. So. I should be a part of the uh, Avengers. Well, let's see if you got what it I takes. I can't lie to you. In the ranking of superpowers, that's a pretty crappy superpower. <laughs> but hang. Let's see what you got here, brah. All right. Uh, here's the original interview you had with her. I, I don't think there's any swearing in I don't there. think so. Okay. All right. What's your name? Caitlin. Caitlin. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Now, is this your first Wee Fest? Second. Second. When was your first one? Ten years ago. Oh, all right. So you're coming back, huh? Bring it back. All right. Now, <laughs> who was at your first one? Uh, my boyfriend and some friends. I, I meant the artists, but I'm glad to know you had a boyfriend <laughs> at the time. Um, Luke Bryant. Okay. Luke Bryant. Do you remember the boyfriend's name? Jake. Oh. Now, is he the one that got away or you, you, you good without him? I married him. Oh, oh. So that's a good thing. All right. Nice. By the way, you know, you could probably call him your husband, but that's fine. We'll stick with boyfriend. At the time, he was a boyfriend. Okay, so, so you came with boyfriend to see Luke Bryan. Now, here's a question. How long have you been drinking today? Uh, five hours. Whoa. Five hours. You did some math right there. Okay. Now, before I ask you the big important question here, what is the one night that you drank the most in your life? What's the craziest night you ever had? Was the, well, you went the hardest. Mm, my bachelorette party. Ooh, got any stories out of that? I'm guessing Jake wasn't on your mind that night, was he? <laughs> Nothing that we need to share. Oh, all right. Was Luke Bryan on your night that night? No, no, Luke he Bryan. wasn't. Okay. Do you remember that night? I do. Okay. Did it involve a stripper? Negative. Oh. Why'd you wink? Why did I what? You gave me a big wink when you no, said negative. No, no, yeah. no, thanks. It's no, all right. Thanks. It's the radium. All right, so here, this is the big important question here. Right now, how many drinks have you had today? Okay. I like this girl. She mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of fun. She's bright. She's bubbly. Enjoying herself. She's not slurring too bad. The Midwestern accent isn't super thick. So, but five hours, that's the, that's the tough part right mm-hmm. there. I, I figure, I always, I, I go by the two drink an hour rule. Because I think that's what people are willing to admit to. Okay. Brian Riley, are you feeling me on this? Because... Uh, I, I can understand where you're going Because no one's going to admit to having three drinks an hour, which is probably what I usually have, but I always stick to two. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say five hours, two drinks an hour, I'm going to give her ten drinks on All this right. one today. So Kelly Jordan is locking in his guess of ten drinks. Lock it in. For Caitlin. Ka- Brian, how many drinks do you believe Caitlin has had? She talks slow. Mm-hmm. You can tell she was drinking. I'm going to say less than that. I, I'm going to say like Eight. Okay, so really? Brian okay. locking in a guess of eight. We should use this sound effect whenever we lock it in. Wouldn't that add some production value? Look at that. <laughs> Look at those big time decisions being that, made right here on that the That really kicked it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get our answer to see how many drinks she had. Here we go. Right now, how many drinks have you had today? Seven. Oh, seven. Man. Now, seven. Oh, whoa, somebody's disagreeing with that. Oh, what, what, what are the seven? Called an audible. 
uh, the ice red, white, and berries. Okay. And one nice tart tea, fruit punch. There you Ooh, oh, look at Kelly Jordan. Got a little, little shout out right there. All right. So, seven hey. of those. Now, how many we go, How many you think you're going to end up the night on? Uh, maybe double. Okay. So, you have 14, two touchdowns? We're going for it. Is that going to be worse than the uh, Bachelor at night? No. All right. Good. Yeah. Let's say, let's say it straight. I don't know, man. Who who actually, after five hours at WeFest, has only had seven drinks? Caitlin. Ah, boy. The rules so, are the rules, Kelly somebody, Didn't somebody yell out liar from the back of the room? There may have been some people disagreeing, but we don't know. Maybe they could have been saying that's even less. So Brian Riley gets this one, too. Have I ever won a game of how many drinks have you had? I don't believe so. I think Brian's got it dead on more times than you've ever won. Well, all right. Now, now you think I should be a part of the Avengers? It is his superhero trait. <laughs> That's fine. I'll mm. take the loss on this one. I, I can't tell anymore how many drinks people have had. Maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a sign that you're growing. Yeah. Well, Brian Riley takes another one in the game that is sweeping the nation. Well, it the- wasn't sweeping the nation until you had the sound effect. Yeah. I didn't like Whoa. listening to that game until. <laughs> now, that's, now, you might notice if you're a fan of the show, that is the same can of beer opening that we use in the trash flash. That's so, true. Multitasking with that one sound effect. <laughs> Look, we don't have a huge budget for sound effects. Mm-mm. Anyway, all right, Brian Riley wins another one. Kelly and Wood. One of the best parts about the holiday season is Christmas parties. They are my favorite part, and we are doing the Kelly and Wood Christmas party on December 15th at Raleigh's. That's right. And we'd love to see everybody there. And I think the we're going to do like a live show there. We're going to do a trash flash. We're going to have giveaways. And I think the biggest giveaway is probably the airbrushed Reba McIntyre leather jacket that I'm sorry I forgot to get over the weekend. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Streets are talking about I that I know. Jacket. The streets are talking. Someone's going to drop $375 on an airbrushed Reba McIntyre jacket. Don't break my heart. Now, the thing is, we're going to do a raffle, 100% of proceeds going to charity on this. We don't know what charity to give it to. There's so many that that we've worked with. There's mm-hmm. like, you know... The list goes on and on of charities we've worked with. Now, Timothy is the listener who stepped up and says that he wants to buy this, but he wants it to go to a charity. Now, he mentioned something to do with veterans. Now, we've yeah. done some work with veteran groups in the past. Uh, you know, like Jonah Maddox, his stuff has been phenomenal. If that's something we want to do. Or is there one out there that maybe we want to do with like Christmas and kids or something like that? If there's like right. a veteran. And here's what we're asking. If you know of a charity that does phenomenal work, and we want the money to go towards that. I know there's some charities out there where like you give the money, it's like, well, 20% of this money goes towards... Right. No, we want the money to be going to the right place. And I believe that it needs to be a actual charity on the books. That's like, oh, we'll give to like this, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Where they do like the fundraising online. Um, uh, <laughs> geez, you left me high and dry right there. Well, sorry, Timothy just texted as we were talking, so I was reading his text real quick. I'm sorry. The GoFundMe. Go, yeah. There it, we go. It can't be like a GoFundMe. I think it has to be like an actual one that's on the books, so we can have this money go towards something worthwhile that will make an impact and do it right. Right. And so, any suggestions you can text them into us, and uh, we'll we'll figure it out. All the proceeds are going to charity. Mm-hmm. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to be sad to not see that jacket hanging in the uh in the antique store anymore when we go in there i hope to god that's that owner literally has like 15 of those in the back <laughs> he just keeps propping and them up. he's the one airbrushing it and finally someone recognizes my artwork and he just busts out another one as soon as you leave <laughs> well i i showed that i've shown that picture of the jacket to so many people it's up on our instagram and i think our facebook somewhere mm-hmm. but and everyone is like oh my god is that re- the real i'm like that is a real 
jacket that will be not auctioned off, raffled off. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll do a raffle because there's there's rules and stipulations about it. Like the, you have to do certain ways. Because I know every Midwestern bar has a meat raffle on the weekends. Right. So there's got to be a way in order for us to do this. There's I don't no way they're be... pulling permits and everything else. Well, and that's the thing. Like I know other people have said, like there's a way to do it. Like if there's like a, maybe a VFW that will step up and help like sponsor it or something like that because they have permits. Somebody, it sucks that there's so much red tape where you're just trying to raise money for a charity. Just trying to do a raffle. Somebody also said that if you give the person something when they like if they buy a raffle ticket and you give them a a sweet tart back or something like that can kind of skirt the law a little mm. bit. I shouldn't be saying this on the air because we're going to have so many eyes on us now and we're trying to do this raffle. Well, the good news is Brian Zins and our HR guy is going to be there that night. And I honestly... He can take it the fall for us I then. think we throw this in his lap and say, hey, <laughs> you figure this out. <laughs> Your fingerprints are all over this now, Brian. We'll call you up here when this needs to happen. But we want to raise a ton of money for this. Again, this is all going down December 15th at Raleigh's. If you don't know, you need any information, it's free to get in. There's no tickets. Right. You don't have to win your way in nothing like that this is show up we want to get as many people there as possible and have as much fun as we can can i be vulnerable for a second please i'm worried that the the ultimate nightmare is going to come true because everybody's ultimate nightmare is you throw a party and no one shows up mm-hmm. and i'm terrified i was begging my family to come. I was, all my family i was like guys i'll rent a van and i'll take you all up we'll go to i'll drive you home at night i won't drink i'll drive you home just trying to pack that place what's the minimum number of people you want to see there I'd love to see a hundred, but that's a lot of people. Man. Would you be? Ha- I'd be happy with twenty five. I'd be happy with twenty. I'd be happy with twenty. Anything in like the double digits. Because we're gonna have live music. Because it's gonna look really empty in there if we're. <laughs> we're gonna have stand up. We have a hundred dollar gift cards to be giving away as well. I think right. we're gonna have some Wii Fest tickets. So there's. Better reasons than to come see us right. and the Reba McIntyre jacket to come on out there and hang out. Don't, don't you dare take the steam away from that Reba McIntyre. That is the star of the show, and you know it. So it is December 15th. That is a Thursday. So come on out there. Hang out with us. It's going to be a ton of fun. We would love to see you all going down to Raleigh's. And keep the, we've got a ton of text messages of people sending in ideas. Please keep sending them in. Kelly and Wood. How many drinks have you had? The game that is sweeping the nation is on the way next when Wood interviewed people, and we try and figure out by just a quick interview how many drinks have they had? Yes, sir. But you said you had a story over there, Wood, that freaked you out? Speaking of drinking, this story is wild. It's from the Gulf of Mexico. A Carnival cruise ship lost somebody. Oh, God. A uh, Someone went overboard. Now, this guy, he was having drinks with his sister aboard the Carnival Valor on Wednesday. Went to the bathroom around 11 p.m., never returned. Oh, that's terrifying. So the sister assumed, okay, he probably just went to his room. Well, the next morning, so Thursday morning, she goes to his room. He's not there. She alerts crew members that, hey, he never came back. So they, okay, he may have fallen off the boat. Um, How often does that happen? I Well, I imagine if it happens, you're gone. Right? right? Yeah. Especially if they don't know you fell over. Well, because isn't that like a five-story fall to into it, the water? It can be even cra- higher than that. A like, crazy thing like that. And don't doesn't this happen a lot? And then like cruise ships don't even really, like, they kind of keep it under wraps a little uh, bit? I can, no, I can't imagine that's a thing. Uh, I, I got theories. Well, check this out. They sent someone to go back. A, a Coast Guard went back and retraced the ship's path. They found the man alive in the water. Oh. 8.30 p.m. the next day. He had been in the water nearly 24 hours. Oh, man. He was alive. What, was he treading water the whole time? But he was suffering hypothermic-like symptoms. I would say so. I can't believe... To be lost at sea is honestly got one of those things that like just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Have you... You've been on a cruise before. Yeah. Did it freak you out to like walk the... 
the promenade. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they, that's what they call it on the Titanic. No, it, and it, it is. They, they have like a promenade. Like there's a couple different levels, but yeah. if, like if you go out, like the railing's super high and. It only freaks me out like when I was on like our balcony, yeah, and you kind of like lean over oh, a little bit. Oh man, I don't even know. And I, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of any. But that would absolutely terrify. Because like the the ship's props and everything, you yeah. give me like the willies. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but those things are so massive. I can't believe they found this guy alive. Shout out to the Coast Guard. Yeah, that's incredible, man. What would you do? Because you know you can't swim for it, right? You literally just lay there. I think you and wait for it. I hate to be this guy, but I would just lay there and wait for death. Yeah, right? Or I would do. Uh, did you ever see that movie Open Water? Where that no, couple, I couldn't do it. That couple was scuba diving, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was based on a true story. The couple was scuba diving. They come up and the boat's like leaving. Now that's the one I don't believe that they would do. You've got to do a head count. And so, but I think there was a reason why there was some confusion or whatever. They didn't call Culkin did with the neighborhood kid. And the way that the way that that movie ended was horrible. If I if I my memory serves me right, like it was just her out in the middle of the ocean, and like the camera just zooms out and goes black. Mm. But they showed the guy; he just decided to give in to death. And he was like, I'm just going to let the sharks eat me. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, hey, luckily this guy got pulled out. Kelly and Woods. Kelly and Woods, big bag of questions. We got a long list here of questions that have been asked over the years, and uh, we just pick one out at random. That's right. Now, you give me a number here, and I'm going to track it down here. So, 70. 70. Uh, so let's go down here uh, from Alyssa in Sartell. You guys are always talking about weird stuff. What about this? If you could travel 200 years into the future... Or would you rather travel 200 years into the past and live? All right, where's that going to put me? So that put me at 22-22. Ooh, all twos. Two, yeah, two, 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 two. So that sounds like bad luck already. 18-2-2-2. Or 18-2-2. Mine is easy. I, I can tell you right now. I would go back to the past. Really? Now, do I go there and stay there forever? Yeah, I mean, if you're living there, you'd have to just go there. Can I bring my family with me? Uh, look, just, no, you, <laughs> solo. <laughs> well, then maybe I'd go to the future. But here's why I'd want to go to the past. I was at the History Museum one time, Mm -hmm. and they had a mud shack there, as you would find on the plains before all of us moved here. And there was a, there was, I'm getting there. Just give me a second. I'm painting, I'm painting a little picture for you. And it just had like how the whole family would just live in this mud grass shack on the plains of the Midwest. And I thought, man, I could do this with my family. Like, the reason why we, the reason why like I get sad a lot of times now about being a parent is because I feel like I'm not doing a good job because I rely like if I let my kids be on devices for too long or something, I feel like I'm being a bad dad, mm-hmm. right? As all of those parents go through this, so if devices didn't exist, it'd be much easier to find other things to do, and that's what I thought of when I saw that mud shack as you would find on the plains. Now, mind you, you're right; the kids aren't on devices, but instead they're out there. Pulling a plow at the age of six. Right. Learning something. And dropping dead at dysentery when they're 13. If they're not lucky. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Clearly, I've made it to an older age, so why couldn't my kids make it? Not back then, though. Not Maybe. back then. You don't know that. Now, Obviously, people got old back then. Honestly, I would probably go back in time as well for one thing. I'd be the smartest SOB on the planet. 
Now, do you get to bring everything with you from now? Your well, knowledge? Your, your and, knowledge. I mean, I'm not bringing my iPhone. But everything everything that you would bring up would be like, no, this guy is... They, they would think you were a witch, and they would burn you at the stake. I'm not even playing with you. They'd be like, oh, you're going to have a computer in your pocket. Well, what's a computer? What's a pocket? I don't even know if they had pockets back in the 1800s. Oh, they had pockets. Were they just carrying around their change and stuff in their <laughs> hands? Maybe it was a satchel? I don't I'm know. just telling you, you would be the smartest person. Because what, 1822, this is a brand new country. I could probably be president within like three years. Right. You're so, Okay, so you're the smartest person, right? Mm-hmm. With with what? Like, okay, here's this thing called a smartphone. All right, go ahead and build one. No, 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 no. But even that. Build, build a computer. You would be able to predict like, hey, just a heads up. We got to keep an eye on, you know, obviously the British are in the rear view mirror at that point in right. time. But, you know, hey, the Alamo, that's something we need to keep an eye on. Okay, the Dust Bowl days are coming. You might want to plant some trees. There's a lot. of, th- And then plus, think about the things that you could get on the ground floor of. You know, automobiles. You could be, you know, you'd be throwing around a couple, you know. Remember back then, like 13 bucks is probably a fortune. You put 13 bucks on the ground floor of, you know, Bud, Budweiser, beer and stuff? Come on. So your family would be, your family would be set for life. Oh, then. we would be oligarchs. But what was what was day to day life like in the eighteen hundreds? Oh, don't pretty know. rough, right? You know what? You know, what'd be funny. Was well, there probably, air conditioning? If there wasn't air conditioning, then the hell with it. I'm not going. I would probably <laughs> take the go back, and I'd be dead in like a week. <laughs> I'd die of like mel- melanoma or something, and get me. You'd be walking in the streets that are covered with like human feces, right out of the box. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if either of you two would survive the Oregon Trail. I, I'd be a tough one. The Oregon Trail looked pretty tough, which is basically 1822. I'm not going west. I'm definitely staying east in like the cities that are like set. New York. You're gonna stay in New York. Because here's the thing, on the flip side of it, I don't want to go to the future because I'd be the dumbest person there. Okay. I wouldn't know how to do use anything like demolition man, you know, doesn't know how to use the three sea- seashells. Yeah. I don't know how to use anything. Right. I need I need an adult with me for at least a solid two years. I don't want that. So what did we come up with to this one? I think the past is the play here. Yeah. I absolutely think the past. I, and imagine, like, we're turning into horrible people now because of technology. Give that 200 years and how... St- multiplicity, if you guys haven't... No, Idiocracy, that's the movie. Yeah, Multiplicity is Michael Keaton <laughs> making copies of himself. <laughs> I was thinking of Idiocracy. <laughs> it could happen! It could happen! I'm just saying... Uh, people Idiocracy, that's the one I'm thinking of. Eric, absolutely. I would go to the past as well. Uh, Stephanie, no way am I going into the future. I don't want to see what that is. Plus, what if the future doesn't exist? True. What you're it? the smartest person there. Right. Ooh, start all over. God, can you imagine a colony of me's? <laughs> well, Wood, if I don't see in the future, I'll see in the pasture. Kelly and Wood's Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Oxbow, North Dakota, population 381. That's the hometown of LPGA Tour player Amy Olson. I bet you she could drive a golf ball across all .42 square miles of Oxbow. That's why you are today's Small Town Salute! That was your Small Town Salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Kelly and Wood. The saga of Wood's son's foot continues. Now, he broke his foot jumping off the stairs, racing the dog inside the house. Mm-hmm. And All he right? broke in a very odd way. Yeah, he broke four metatarsals right across like the bridge of your foot, you would think, and broke four bones other than his big toe. Yeah. The other four broke. And went in, needed surgery on two of them because they were displaced. All right? Okay. Now, here's the deal. He had to be non-weight-bearing. They were right. very specific about this. And I, I told him, I said, dude, you've got to stay off this foot. Because these pins are holding the bone in place to try and heal. And if you start walking on it, who knows what can happen. Mm-hmm. 
Did okay the first time, went back in, got another cast on, did x-rays. Doctor's very happy with everything, says everything looks great. Yes. Cool. We had our next appointment the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. He'd been walking on his foot a lot. Okay. And he wasn't supposed to at all. No. And I kept yelling at him, like, dude, stop. And you could tell, like, well, no, I'm not. And then you look at the bottom of his cast and it's all beat up. Right. Dude, you need to stop. And I honestly was a little worried about going into this. Yeah. So we go in and they cut his cast off. And I see the one pin is way out, way off. You could see it like through the skin. Oh, yeah. Like you can see the pins. The the pins came out. But I could tell like the one pin was way off and it was all crooked and everything. Okay. Oh, gosh. My first thought is, here we go. He's going to need another surgery. He put weight on his foot. This pins all jacked up and the other one was kind of jacked up as well but the one was really bad yeah so they do the x-rays and the, the nurse even's like yep you can tell he's kind of been walking on a little bit and i was like oh my oh, god no. and ever could even tell he knew like yeah. oh man this is he danced a little too close to the devil this time dad may not be very happy because that first surgery cost 36 grand Oof. So thank goodness this was before the Ohio State game. Oh, I'm sitting there, I'm I'm holding my breath, and the doctor doctor's awesome. She comes in. I can tell our little patient here has been walking on his foot. Yeah, hands to the head. Now, yeah. ever doesn't want to see the pins, okay? Because it makes him queasy. I I don't blame him. She's like, so lay down. So she lays him down. Everett's got a pillow blocking his foot. Right. And I went up there with him because, you know, my dad's got to be strong. So I got his hand and she's looking at it. Yeah. She says, well, there's two reasons that these pins can get like this. It's A, that we've been walking on it and it's getting the, the bones pushing it out because you're putting weight on it. Okay. Well, that's that's right. that's what this of, is, right? Of course it is. Like, Doc, yeah. you need to step outside. I got <laughs> the hand of God's about to come down here. And she says, but the other reason is, is that the bone's healing and it doesn't need the pin and it starts to push it out. Well, there's no way that's going to be it. Right? <laughs> so she leans down, and she's got her head right there, and all of a sudden, yoink, she pulls the one pin out. I'm like, huh, huh. That didn't hurt? I, honestly. That seems like that would be excruciating. I, it it, it, it kind of messed me up. Yeah. I, I, yo. Uh. <laughs> Can you give me a three, two, one on that? So she's like, so that one actually looks really good, and she starts wiggling the other one. Oh, God. And I'm, and she, Doc, do you know what you're doing here? She just whoop, pulled the second one out. And I'm just like... <laughs> and, and aren't these things screwed into anything? Well, they're like in his bone, but they were pushed out because the bone was actually healing really well. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Aaron's like, what's going on down there? And I was like, nothing, buddy. <laughs> Looking good, bud. Yeah, I'm just great. <laughs> and she's... she's and the doctor said that sometimes that the foot heals on its own really well, and it pushes those pins out, and they're able just to take it. Because we had another set of surgery scheduled for him to go under, yeah. and then to take these pins out. Right. And she was able just to yoink them right out. Oh, man, that's great. Right? That's great. That's a, that's a Thanksgiving miracle. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, so, no, it was actually great news. His feet were healing really well. He's now in a walking boot, but the doctor was very... You can't be jumping around on this. Yeah. Sure enough, this this fool's running around the house already. You can't you can't keep a good man down. That's the problem. I'm a little worried because now he's going back to school and he's in his walking boot and yeah. he's okay. And I so I'm told my wife, you need to tell school like at recess he can't be running around. He can't be jumping up and down at gym. So what? What? But he can walk now. It's yeah. just he's got to be very 
careful with what he does. Yeah, I I did not know this though, but my wife does not handle like scars well. Okay. Believe it or not, being married to me, you think she'd right. be really cool with it. Well, apparently, she has no problem with emotional scars. But seeing the scars on his foot, she even she's like, I'm like, it's not a big deal. So I'll give him credit, man. The little guy's getting through it. He's doing well. But shout out to that doctor who literally just pulled those pins straight out of his foot. I couldn't do it, man. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, and we'll put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we have 72-year-old Stuart Westerland. Stuart was out on the links, playing himself around a golf. Anyways, well, when his round was over, he decided... Time to head home. Well, that's where this story starts to pick up. On his way home, Stewart claims that he was forced from the roadway to avoid a collision. Now, during this, two of his tires were popped. Oh. Did Stewart stop, pull over, and call? AAA? Call for some help? Nay. Stewart said out of anger, he decided to drive home even though both of the vehicle's tires were (laughs) non-functional. As you can imagine, this caused more damage to the vehicle. Now, when he pulled in, his 65-year-old wife wasn't pleased. That's when she came out of the house and began yelling at her husband. Mary Westerlin was irate that her husband dared drive home this car in that Sort of condition. Jugging him. Jugging him. Jugging him. Well, that's when this story really takes off, Kelly, because during the argument, she apparently at some point in time bit his hand. <laughs> Stewart wasn't taking that laying down. He returned with a couple fresh ones and began slapping her. As you can imagine, nearby couple or nearby people were looking at this and going, Oh, this is this is pretty trash. Look at this cute old couple. Called 911 when authorities showed up. They determined that not only was Stuart drunk, but so was Mary. <laughs> what else are you going to do in your 70s? In fact, she was so drunk, the deputy noted that it was hard to gather information from either one of them because of her level of intoxication. She refused any sort of breathalyzer, and they were both taken to jail. She's in extra trouble because... She's actually out on bail for her second DUI in five years. Hey, Mom, can we go to Grandma and Grandpa's tonight? I think we'll skip it. (laughs) As you can believe, they were both taken to jail and booked. All right, let's give this one a score, shall we? Oh, yeah. So we got uh, the original him... do we know if he, he was drunk driving, right? That's why he went off yeah. the road. He was Okay, so that gets that's one of the highest mm-hmm. scores you can get in the trash flash of 250 points. Driving home on two rims. Trashy. <laughs> that's trashy, man. I'm going to go ahead and get that another 150 points. Mm-hmm. Um, n- now, his wife just came out and started yelling at him, right? Well, when your husband pulls in the car into the garage missing two tires, you got to imagine, <laughs> you got questions. <laughs> And if you're loaded, those questions are probably coming out hot. All right, I'm going to give him 175 points for that. Uh, his wife biting his hand, mm-hmm. that's 150 points right there. Uh, he, and, of course, there's nothing funny about this. It's funny it. when you got two drunk people getting into a slap fight in their front yard. Okay, as long as you said it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that 150 points, too. Uh, they were both arrested? Yes. 
All right. What else do we got on this one? How about the fact that it's in the middle of the afternoon and you're so drunk you literally can't tell police officers what's going on? <laughs> I'll give it at no- the age of sixty five. Oh man, that's tough. All right, I'll give that. I'll give that one hundred and fifty points. Mm-hmm. Right there. Uh, what else do we got on this one, Wood? Uh, how about the fact that she was. On probation oh, yeah. for her two DUIs? How did, I, how did I miss that part? That's what is not- that family paying a month in car insurance? Oh, it's got to be off the charts. P.S. Not enough. That, and that's probably why he you know, didn't want to report the fact he went off the road. Mm-hmm. You know, Who knows what he's packing as far as <sighs> minor infractions. All right, are you ready for a score here, Wood? I didn't expect, come on. I didn't expect this to happen today. I, I, you know I was going to come back. But if people are tallying the votes along with us, they know that it happened. And when yeah. it does, it's always a celebration when we crack a thousand points in the trash flash. Cue the intern house band. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you, you, know? Where did you come from? Clap along. <laughs> A whopping surprise 1,400 points I came up with a theory years ago That all Christmas songs are just a love songs Love song with jingle bells added to them I don't know about that I, I agree with that I, I, cause lot, Who loves Christmas music more than I do? I don't, Not many I don't think there's a single person on earth It's been playing non-stop in my car The same 20 songs since yeah. like Halloween but. but like Dominic the Donkey's not a love song but, Rocking around the Christmas tree is not a love song. Right, but what I'm saying is most... I like having these on my hands. This I, I can is, this tell. Is, this is cool. <laughs> but most love songs, if you just add, they sound like a Christmas song. Now, we did this years ago, and everyone was like, Kelly, you're right. It held up pretty well. Right. And as I was at the Dollar Tree, I thought, I need some new Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. Wood, why don't you put a little Christmas challenge together and see if I can't turn... Some slow songs that you pick in the Christmas song. Now, you said find three songs, but I had to be reasonable in it. Yeah. Because I said, yeah. what is it, that Hardy song, Stay oh, wait in the Truck? In a, yeah, Wait in a Truck. That's yeah. a real fun one. Wood. There's no way you're turning that into a Christmas tune. That would be a blast. So, all right, my That's first like Christmas one, shoes. I like Morgan Wallen. Yes. So I decided, let's see if you can turn You Proof into a Christmas-sounding song. All right, so You Proof at Christmas time mm-hmm. is what you're saying. I got to get my levels right here. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. All right. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Now, give me a second to get my rhythm down, okay? Because yeah. it's hard. This isn't as easy as you guys think it is. All right, here we go. Play play me a clip. Nothing makes you go away. I need something you Five out of ten. <laughs> all right. That's not Christmas at all. Okay. Last year, you started off a little bit. I give that five, but that was a tough one. You Come on, man. 
How about Luke Combs? I'm bearing my soul to you here. Uh, his latest one here, Kind of Love We Make. All right, and turn the music down, because I think you had it too loud last time. You oh, could apologies. Well, the jingle bells weren't coming through clearly. I think that's why you didn't like it. Come on. All right, Kind of Love We Make at Christmas time. Here we go. <laughs> Sounds like Christmas. Listen. The key is to double down on the chorus and do the double shake. Okay. Then we go back to the verse, you slow it down again. I'm going to slow it down. with you proof you've never made love at christmas time <laughs> <laughs> not with jingle bells going around <laughs> well you want to borrow these <laughs> no thanks they got wristbands on them oh, oh. who knows <laughs> and you can make them pretty small uh, all right <laughs> i'm giving that one a three out of five or three point five you're just player hating them. no i'm not i was actually i had very high hopes for this now oh. i'm gonna give you all right you have a chance to save yourself here okay all right the last one, I'm going to go with, uh, how about a little Thomas Rhett, Half of Me? Okay. Come on. Get the volume, get the levels right, because I think you're screwing this up on purpose. Oh, I am not. How dare you? And that's why we don't let you hit buttons in the mm. studio. All right, here we go. What is, which one is this? Half this of is Me wants a cold beer. Me. Thomas Rhett. Half of Me wants a cold beer at Christmas time. Here we go. Whoops. Hold on. Hold on. It's hard to make it make sense. Half of Me wants a cold your best shot. That was actually not bad. That kind of sounded like a Brad Paisley Christmas or something. <laughs> See, that's what I was trying to get to with this. I think it oh. works better when you have just, when you go slow instead of the... You think, because it gets shakes. too noisy, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Other people are texting in and says, I can't. Mother of God. <laughs> he sounds like a tambourine player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. I can't. This is horrible from Brittany. Someone said, I bet you can't do achy breaky heart. What's well, not? Don't oh. tell my heart, my At Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Nah. No. No, I got the Thomas Rhett one was okay. I'll All give right. you that one. I would give that one like a six and a half, seven out of ten. Achy Break Your Heart was a one. Kind of love we make was the I think maybe yeah, that, that was probably the worst one. Well, you picked the song. Hey, you gave it a shot. You gave it a shot. Yeah, I think those songs are too big for Christmas. First time texter texting in. Not working well. Thomas Rhett song maybe still works. Okay. Maybe because we know those country songs too well. Maybe that was it. Well, I think my theory stands. That any song can be turned into a Christmas song. Well, no. I. Hey, you know what? I appreciate you giving it a try. And, uh, oh, we're keeping these in the studio, by the way. I, <laughs> I have a feeling this studio's going to get broken into tonight. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our first break of the morning from 540 that we turn into a bonus track at the end of the podcast. Uh, this morning we talked about 
a subject that I won't even bring up. The game. The game. It's the last time I'm mentioning it until next November. Uh, we also talked about me having a party mm-hmm. and not inviting you, which was a lie. And you assuming that just because you invited me over for Thanksgiving, I should drop everything and come to your house. Otherwise, I'm spitting in your family's face. Shut up. We'd have a hell of a time. Is this a pretty good summary, Wood, of our first break? <laughs> pretty on point. <laughs> anyway, it's our first break from 540 in the morning. It happens right now. Kelly and Wood. Well, here we are back from the holiday uh, stretch, mm-hmm. the nice, long four-day weekend. I hope everybody had a good, safe Thanksgiving. Oh, my. I had the best turkey I've ever had in my life, cooked on my pellet grill. All right. It was fantastic. I, there will be no other way from here on out. I've, I've deep fried. I've charcoal grilled. I've ovened. And now the, the, the pellet smoker is the way to go. I have never once had a deep fried turkey, and I've always wanted one. What? Well... You know what? Don't you even dare say. <laughs> Maybe next holiday season I'll have you and the family over. Okay. How, how was your Thanksgiving, Wood? It sucked. <laughs> hey, no, I, I shouldn't say it sucked. Well, I, I hope your family's listening. They'll feel real fine. good. About, they'll Dial feel, it up. They'll feel real good about hearing that from well, their the dad. the thing was is, A, I wasn't with family. In that, You're with your wife and kids. Right, but you know what I mean. I wasn't well, I with my family. I wasn't with my people. I just, I just want to be clear, though, that you were with... A certain percentage of family. I have a lot of friends. Or I, I have a lot of family, but I, you know what I mean. They're spread out all over the country. And that's it. And to me, I'm always usually with family. So this one was going to be a little different. Do you normally go to Vegas for Thanksgiving to see your dad? We can. Mom and dad? Sometimes. Okay. I, thought that, I, I couldn't remember what you did last year. Because they've only been in Vegas full time for like, what, three years or so. So okay. we've always been able to make it out there. But A, Andrea's been low on vacation this year because we've taken other vacations and things right. like that. Just in us. Airfare's expensive now. Man, you who are you telling? It is insane. So we kind of made the decision, hey, this Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're going to hang out here. Now, we had made that decision last year. My dad just got on the phone one day and was like, hey, I want to see my grandkids. I bought flight tickets. Yeah. Get on the flight and come on out here. Your dad is a man of means. Now, we would love to do that this year, but we don't still have the vacation for my wife. So we just said, all right, we're going to stay home. And honestly, it just it wasn't the same. It just, it wasn't. And I felt bad. My mom is still in a medical rehab facility. Okay. And she's trying to get better. She got sick on Thanksgiving. My dad, I felt so bad for him. Now, my dad every day gets up and goes and sees my mom at this, like, I don't want to say halfway home or whatever. It's a, it's just a rehab Like facility. a rehab spot, yeah. And every day he goes there. But on Thanksgiving, he was allowed to bring her home for four hours. He had the house ready to go and everything. And then yeah. my mom got sick and couldn't leave. Oh, man. And so, man, it was, I, I, like, my, I felt that bad for bummer. him. That is a bummer. That is a huge bummer. And it just, it, it just kind of, it, it just, it's not like we didn't have a good time. Like, my, my sister-in-law came over. So, you know, we had a little family over for a little bit. Then she had to go do stuff with her boyfriend's family and stuff like that. So, I get that. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't hit the same. Yeah, I get it. it. My first Thanksgiving away from home was like that when I was down in Texas because I didn't have, I didn't come home for Thanksgiving. I didn't have any friends down there yet. Mm-hmm. I had just moved there. I didn't have a girl. I didn't have anything. And it was just like, it was heartbreaking, to be honest with you. And my kids are still so young. Like, they understand, like, okay, this is Thanksgiving, pilgrims. I mean, they're learning right. that kind of stuff in school. And yeah, we should be thankful. But it, I don't know, man. It just, it, it kind of. I get it, man. It, I, and I don't know if it, it didn't suck or anything. It just kind of felt flat a little yeah, bit. I, I get that. And then, of course, I built up the Ohio State-Michigan game, and that just <laughs> broke my heart on Saturday. Dude, I watched, and I have never in my life 
sat, like made an appointment to watch a sports contest Mm -hmm. of any way, shape, or form. Unless it was like the Twins were in the World Series or the Vikings are playing. All right, I'll sit and watch that. I sat and watched the Ohio State-Michigan game. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> I wish I had been dunked in bleach I was instead. even texting you because I was like, dude, this game is intense. Like The crowd never quieted down. Mm-hmm. It was just loud the whole time. That time that you texted me, you were like, let's bleep and go. Yeah. Because it was like an amazing touchdown catch. And I told my daughter, I was like, I see why Wood is like, I see why Wood's so passionate about this. And then I was like, all right, but come on, we got to go to Dave and Buster's. I was like, I'll have to check the score later. Um, and I did. And I was like, well, Mr. Wood is not going to be happy about I this. I should have gone to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> so that's your fault. It's your fault. You I left when they were leaving. The, I took my eyes off the game. You left when they were winning. And then. You know what? I'll wear that jacket. You want me to You want to blame the loss on me? I just think they were outplayed. But don't you dare. I will come across this table like a hot <laughs> cup of coffee in your face, sir. I don't you dare. <laughs> So and that's the bummer of it. Like sports can get you so high, but it can also get you so low. It was just kind of. But hey, the Browns won yesterday, which was a huge surprise. Yeah, they'd see. Look, so yeah, it was just. But it was just kind of like ah, uh, I don't know, man. And maybe I build up holidays and stuff too much. But I, I well, mean, no, I know I my mean, kids had a good time. So yeah, we we just had my mom and my brother over. It wasn't like a huge family thing I, on on Thursday. I'm about to say, I would like to. Say that's incorrect, sir. Because no, we'll, you threw a party at your house. We'll address that later that you were invited to. We'll address that. I, Look, man, I I can't help it that you have a terrible memory. I cannot help it that you have a terrible memory. So honestly, over the weekend, I just poured myself into work. I got a ton of work stuff done, and that kind of stunk. But you know what? Hey, we tried a bunch of different foods. My what? Our air fryer went belly up. Oh, I thought you didn't even use the air fryer. I thought you were anti-air fryer. I am anti-air fryer for pizza rolls. That's microwave only as far as you're concerned. Correct. The true delicatessen way to make those. <laughs> right. The soggy, nice and soggy. But we'll make a lot of stuff on the air fryer. So my wife went out and bought borderline a countertop oven. Oh, like a, oh, like a big old convection air fryer. And it kind of it kind of irritated me to be honest with you. Cuz it's know, too big. Well, and not only that, but uh, you have an oven right here. Like, this thing literally can, says on there, it's like, it can make a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> what the hell's the point, Andrea? Like, I, I I gave you a fantastic oven. This oven's never turned its back on us. <laughs> Why are we giving a one that goes on the countertop? I would guess it's a little quicker, probably, and then you don't have to heat up the whole house in the summertime, maybe. M- I don't know. Maybe, but I just, to me... Uh, air fryer is for small stuff like French fries, things like right. that. Chicken, Chicken nuggets, nuggets for the kids. Boom. Pop it in there. It's and then you can stuff it under the counter. There's no way I can stuff this thing under the counter. I hate having things on my counter. I do. If it were up to me, everything would be off the counter. Scorched earth. I. That's the way I would prefer it. But no, my wife. Well, people live there, dude. You can't. You sound just like my wife. She's got a rat's nest of paperwork of just bills and everything in the corner. Okay, well, coming from a guy... Salt shaker, pepper shakers. Oh, wow, a salt and pepper shaker. Knife block. How how, how does she not know how bad that irritates you to have two spices sitting on the counter? Just saying, put it underneath. Find a home. There's not a person in the world who puts away the salt. That's got to be out. Because you never know when, bam, you're going to have to kick it up a notch. A little little seasoning? Yeah. You plan ahead. Who puts salt and pepper? Who complains about that? You have, you should and have it here. If I may say, sir, on your, in your wife's defense, mm-hmm. from a guy who's never had to once pay any of his bills and has no idea how much money he has in the bank or how much money he makes, true. Maybe cut her a little slack on having to do a little paperwork. I'm bringing home the bacon, though. Are you? 
A little bit. <laughs> Do you, you don't even know. Maybe I'm bringing home the spam. Your wife could make more than you and you wouldn't even know. I, for all I know, she just disappears every day and goes hangs out with the pool boy. You're like a leaf in the river, my friend. I believe she's working. And I, I, she's got her big gigantic Keurig on the counter, too. I'm telling you. I mean, the, the, these are the things that keep me up at night. You need you need to diversify. You need to start moving some things around. My wife made a little coffee station at the house. Mm-hmm. It's delightful. Oh, my. I make my little tea on there in the evenings. It's great. And then we don't have to have a Keurig sitting on the counter. you got to diversify your counter space. Ring a ding. How much tea do you drink? I drink a lot of tea. A really? lot of tea. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't. Hey, don't dig too deep, man. Yeah, I don't know how far this goes back. (laughs) Your loyalty to the British crown. I like bedtime tea, daytime tea. It's all delicious. Well, someone's got to be in a good mood because you are just sucking the life out of this room. I'm just. I got to be honest with you. I'm hurt. Why? Why are you hurt? Why don't you break it down? Because. And, and, And please text in and tell Wood he is being absolutely ridiculous. I invited you and your family to my house. Pause. For Thanksgiving. Pause. <laughs> for Thanksgiving. I got six words out before. You're because you're not going to just run roughshod over me like my wife does. In this relationship, I have a say. At home, I am a doormat. Here, I at least get a say. Yeah, you're like a winter match here. <laughs> I'm a weather tech. But. Well, wait, hold up, player. Mm-hmm. Hold up. You invited me over for Thanksgiving when I had plans already. I said my brother and my mom are coming over, and I'm doing a turkey on the pellet grill. Now, you told me you were getting left high and dry on Thanksgiving, I thought. I thought my brother was going to stand me up because he was like, I have to travel this week. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I was going to get stood up. Which is true according to his Facebook, by the way. Right. No, he he doesn't lie. He's not a liar. He's not like me. (laughs) (laughs) He he actually did go on a bit, and I was like, shoot, now my brother's not going to come over. It's going to be just me, you know. So I said, pack everything up, come up and spend some time with the Wood family. Pack everything up. Right. Just a couple sides. You and I live an hour from each other. Right. And we, I enjoy your company, Mm -hmm. but I I, I was like, I I can't pack up my entire Thanksgiving and drive in an hour to your house. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Wait, and then what was my mom going to come with? Why not? I would love to meet her. I've my, heard so much about her. My mom, first of all, would have been so confused going to your house. I was like, I got to hold it down here at the house. She would have fit in with my family. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on anyways. But I'm saying, my point is, let me, let me boil this down. You don't just invite somebody over for Thanksgiving and then get mad when they already have plans. I believe that is actually the reason for the season. When the pilgrims invited the Native Americans over, did they say, hey, no, sorry, we already got a thing going on over, you know... Over at Sacagawea's house? No, they said, all right, let's do this. Let's well, break bread. I already had something going on at Sacagawea's house, well, so I fine. apologize. And then I ta- then I turn on Facebook, and I see Kelly <laughs> turn Jordan on Facebook. with the whole family over, friends and everybody. Point of order. I invited you over to my house on Friday. I said, I can't come to your house for Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. I can't drop all my plans and go to your house. I didn't even remember any of that. Of course. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Why would you? I was probably already worked up that you spit in my family's face, but so, I never heard of an invitation. So I said, I got people. I got family coming over on Friday. You're more than welcome to come to the house. My family loves you. Come on over. I said these words because then I showed our, and I, I got proof. Okay. I would love to see this proof. Well, it's, it's circumstantial. <laughs> But I then told our boss, I said, here's a picture of my basement. It's a really fun place to hang out because I've been working on it a lot. Mm-hmm. All and, your lights. Right. And so I said, you know, w- I, would I, somewhere in this conversation, I invited you over. I said, I'm having people over Friday if you want to come over. 
I said these words just because you don't remember. And did I get mad? Was I like, oh, wood spit in my face? And you know what? Can I be 100% honest? Please do. I needed a couple days away from you because, frankly, you've been a lot to handle lately. I would love a break from you. (laughs) You had one. Can I ask a quick question about LED lights? (laughs) I tried hanging some up in my kitchen. How do you work with all these remotes? Like, they all have a different remote. Well, okay. You just, I don't know. You manage. I don't know you can just say you don't know. All of mine are controlled by my phone. I don't know. Oh. I, well, you know, I spent a little extra, but I think in the long run, it'll be worth it. Well, I think so, because I wanted the nice lighting in my kitchen, and I, all of a sudden, now I've got, like, wires and everything. It, you should have had, had me over. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> and you don't have the patience to, to hide wiring and everything else, because it takes a lot of extra work. My LED lighting in my kitchen, you can't see a single wire. It's all hidden. That's classy. In, it is classy, but it took me about four or five hours to put it all in. I'll tell you this much, and my father passes down to me. Exterior lighting can make a house look so much better than yes. it really is. Oh, yeah. And the same thing goes for like interior lighting. Your lighting matters so much when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I wish that I had your flair. Now, I wish I didn't turn it into a 1970s disco like your basement. My basement is a little heavy on the LED lights, but I like it. But I believe there is a little bit of touch that you can add some class That's to a, a room. Panache. Yeah, you know? So I guess we're done talking about uh, the parties right. this weekend. That's fine. You know, what day was your little party? Friday. Oh, I'd have been a ball. I'd have been a ball on Friday. If you had, Saturday, I wouldn't have been anywhere. Saturday near was you. rough. Once, yeah. once your team lost, I was like, yeah, Mr. Wood's not going to be happy on Monday. And that's okay. You and, know? I, and I could tell by your voice that you were doing a lot of yelling over the weekend. Your vocal cords are very damaged. Hey, that's, that, if you that could please happen. protect those, because my career depends on you being here every day. That so. can happen. And, but you know what? That's okay. We got over it. Now we're hitting. And can I, <laughs> can I bring something to the table here? I don't care. There is nothing that irritates me more. Than car commercials in Christmas. Why? I would love to know. Is there a single person out there, a single human walking, talking being that has bought in a car for their significant other well, and without them knowing? And it's never like a, you know, a Chevy S10. It's always like, oh, here's a brand new Lexus. And you know what? Yeah. I liked yours so much. Went ahead and doubled down, got myself a Lexus. Right. Here's another $100,000 car that I bought without you knowing. The one the one that got to me so bad, I think this was last year. I think it was Chevy. And the guy comes out and he bought like a brand. It had to be a $90,000 pickup and probably a $120,000 Suburban. And she like shotguns the truck. Right. And he's like, well, I like red anyway. I'm like, dude. You just dropped three hundred grand on cars, and you don't like, and you don't even get to pick. And the how the homes that they always walk out, of. right? It's and the the gigantic bow. Is, I, I'm being dead serious. If there's one person out, like I get it, you buy your kid a car sometimes, right? Right. Like if you're doing well and your kid turns sixteen or they graduate high school, but it's not a brand new. You get them a Civic, right? A Honda Civic. Yeah, I'm talking your spouse. Right. Your spouse. You just say, you know what? the hell with it i think i'm gonna swing through i'm gonna buy a brand new car don't care what they want <laughs> color interior to hell with it just give me that one right there and park well, it in my driveway you would have when don't you think you would probably have to be in the realm of making around 300 grand a year to to live like that minimum that might not even be enough probably 500 grand a year to just go in i, I want that car right there right because by the way if it's wrong 
I can't return it. Right. It's not a cashmere sweater that I bought in the wrong size. I can right. go exchange it. I can't push my, you know, Chevy Corsica back on the lot and no. say, can I get it in a different color? No, it's done at that point. And by the way, the fact that not a single person has texted makes me feel better that there's not a human being alive that has done this. Well, either no one's listening or no one's ever bought a car for someone for as a gift. Oh, our hot party tar- talk may have pushed <laughs> a lot of people away. Why? Was it bad? No. Oh. Just, you know. What? It's just, you know. Well, let's move on then. What? Should we do some history? Come on. I wish I had my little sound effect ready to go. <laughs> well, we were arguing. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to get we everything ready. We were arguing. We were openly discussing. You and I like to bring everything to the air, and then it's done, which I, I think is very healthy. And I didn't really need a break from you, Wood. I, I love hanging out with you. I do. Well, I, I absolutely love it. And I but, love your family. But I, but you do complain about driving to my house every time. Oh, I drive you. sucks. Right. And you're like, I'm stupid. Drive. F that drive. I'm like, yeah, come on over. So, <laughs> yeah. light, so lighthearted and breezy to invite you over. Well. All right. Let's do some history. Come on. Man. Let's get the show on track. Here. Come on. In 1925. And this is still something that's going today, which is nuts. Prince Albert, the National Joy Smoke presents your Grand Ole Opry. The Grand Ole Opry debuted in 1925 out of Nashville, Tennessee, broadcast across the country. I don't even know how they had that technology back then. Yeah, can you imagine gathering around the radio with the family? Now look, I pride myself on liking many different genres of music. Yes. Like, there's not really something you can put on the radio or whatever it is, and I'll be like, eh, not that old country... I'm 100% out. Oh, I like it. That old bluegrass. Not to get me killed or anything. No. I, I know this is a country station and all that, but Guess I, what? I can't do it. You're allowed to like your own things, Wood. I can't 100%. do it. But I like that. I like the banjos always fast and just like always up tempo. and like Maybe I could get down to it for like a half a song. They'll be like, all right, guys. <laughs> is, it, is this the same? This is the same song, right? They're just doing it again. One of my family's anthems is one of those old super, country, super old country songs. It's called Cigarettes and Whiskey. Mm. And wild, wild women. Did you just say cigarettes wrong, or is it pronounced no, wrong in the song? Well, they were hillbillies, so they, okay. they pronounce it like that. Let's cigarettes? Okay. I don't think I was going to say, you know, I'm glad I didn't come to your family's party. Well, they- <laughs> and we went on a spree. She taught me to smoke and drink whiskey. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. You're out on this one? Our family be grabbing our crap, man, towards the door. <laughs> and this song did get played on Friday, by the way. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> I had to download it just so I could play it while my family was uh, It was on this day in 1994, Jeffrey Dahmer was killed in prison. Mm. And it was crazy. You know, I when, when we do these stories in the morning, I'm always looking for sound clips to play along with it. This is like the first newscast when they didn't even mention Jeffrey Dahmer by name yet. A gruesome story leads off our newscast. Milwaukee police found body parts in a north side apartment, and now they wonder if they've uncovered some kind of death factory. It wasn't even like a national story yet. Mm, it and got that, there. Right, but isn't that crazy to think? Yeah. That it was that it was just like this local news story at one point. And I didn't watch that Dahmer stuff on Netflix. I don't need any of that nonsense. It was it was disturbing. It was it was like watching the Joker for me. Like the Joker, I could not wait. If I had I not paid to see it in the theater, I would have shut it off. Yeah, it's it, that stuff it's too heavy for me, man. Yep. I got okay. enough heavy stuff in my life. Keep it light and breezy, my friend. Always. It was on this day in nineteen ninety five, President Clinton signed a six billion dollar road bill that ended the federal fifty five mile an hour speed limit. Just doesn't give you a right to, to drive a hundred mile an hour every, everywhere you go under all conditions under under all roads. Common sense has to be applied. Freedom freedom carries that responsibility, you know. So, is there no street 
You couldn't go faster than 55 in the United States before 1995. I have no idea. Wasn't driving yet. I wasn't driving either, so yeah. I, I have no clue. My guess is, is it probably like relaxed like some law, that and then it's like up to the states? Because it's different in states now. Yeah. Because like I know North Dakota, there's some areas. South Dakota, there's some areas we can go like 85, which is great. Yeah. I remember when I had to drive my parents out to Vegas, there was a time, there was a road. I hadn't seen another car in, honest to God, 15 minutes. And I was looking down. I was going 100 miles an hour. Whoa. But, I mean, it was literally dead straight. Yeah. You couldn't see anything. See, I get nervous about deer then at that point. Having hit three deer in three years, deer make me super nervous. On the When we go across Kansas, when we drive to Texas, I think the speed limit is 85. So you can go 90 without anyone saying anything. I can't do it. But, see, I was driving one because we got up super early one morning and took off. And again, we were hitting this area, and I had my brights on, and you could see eyes on the side of the road. So I knew it was there, but if you're going that fast and something runs out, you're not stopping. You You, you just got to go. You know what they might say about you, Wood? Five's absurd on a highway. (laughs) What are you doing? Get out of the way. I can't even imagine going that slow. I would lose my mind. Uh, Let's do a couple birthdays real quick. Celebrating a birthday today. Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York. This is The Daily Show with John Stewart. John Stewart, it's his birthday day. That, to me, The Daily Show was one of the best shows on television for the longest time. When he was there. Right, because it, it went left sometimes, it went right sometimes. It was just, it felt like common sense at the time. Do you remember, there was a time, in this was a couple years ago, and this was after the COVID stuff had kind of started to wind down, and John Stewart went on the Stephen Colbert oh, show. Oh, 100%. I was going to play that clip, but I thought it was maybe too controversial. Now, I don't watch Colbert. I don't watch any of these nice shows. I, I, I can't handle them anymore. Right. And he even said, he kind of called Stephen Colbert out. He's like, do you not think this came from China? Right. And Stephen Colbert is kind of doing, well, no, we don't know any of that. And like John Stewart pretty much called him out. And that's what I appreciated of... Call it how it is yeah. on some of this stuff. and uh, But I, I like Jon Stewart, and the fact, the work that he has done, if you have no idea what he's done for like the workers of 9-11, check it out. Uh, he has really gone hard for those guys, uh, those people that have gotten like cancer from the asbestos and yeah. stuff. Uh, he's 59. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to get these right, because... I forgot last week I accidentally deleted the wrong sound effect. Oh, man, no pressure. And I don't know where it is in these 10 million files that we have here. So get no it pressure. right. Get it right. Get it tight. Otherwise, you got to give me the... <laughs> All right, also celebrating a birthday today, one of my favorites, Ed Harris. You're telling me you can only give our guys 45 hours? That brings them to about there. Gentlemen, that's not acceptable. One of my favorite movies, Apollo 13. He was in that. W- weird that he's been around forever. Doesn't feel like an A-list actor, though, right? No. Ed Harris, he always feels like like he's even been in starring roles, but he just doesn't feel like that guy. He's solid, though. In every movie, like he was in The Rock, solid. He was in Maverick. Remember at the very beginning? Oh, yeah. Solid. I mean, he's just a... But, boy, he's up there. He's got to be like 83. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Wait a second. I'm sorry. 82. (laughs) 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 I got to make it aggressive. No, he's, he's only 72. No Ed, way. Yeah, Ed Harris is only 70. He doesn't look that old. Really? Yeah, I don't think he does. I think he still looks good for his for Ed 70. Harris looked like he was 70 in The Rock. Well, he's kind of just status quo his entire life. I think it's maybe that military haircut. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. It's, it's, it's high and tight. Yeah. You can set your watch by that haircut. No fooling. Uh, all right. And then, oh, Amy says, happy 16th birthday to my son Gavin today. There well, you go. Happy birthday That's to Gavin. That's a good Gavin. one. Is he up listening already? It's early, early time for him to be up.